I am committed to speaking with real people that have overcome real obstacles in their lives to give other people hope. The idea is that so many suffer in silence. I suffered in silence that if we can overcome out loud, we can help people find a path out of whatever they're struggling with. You know, and, and, and I think I'm back here with Chaz uh, Neneker, who I launched the podcast with. We've released now to you 27 episodes um, that was really birthed out of an idea. The idea was people suffer in silence. The idea was if we could get other people like myself to come here and speak about the obstacles they faced in their life and share with uh, our audience how they've overcome that other people will have a bit of a roadmap for overcoming whatever obstacles that they have overcome. And it's become uh, a bit of, we've got a bit of a following, which I think is great. And it's serving its purpose. So many people, Chaz, you know, when you read the comments and the notes and the reviews, you know, are actually looking forward to each episode that get la- gets launched. They're looking to, to learn that next lesson and, and something that they can apply uh, in their own lives, which is beyond anything I could have imagined when, when we sat down and birthed the idea for Overcome Out Loud. Yeah, so today we're going to do something a little different, and we're going to go over some of the things that you've learned or some of the moments that you think were uh, the most important, not that they uh, should be measured against each other. So what do you think uh, has been the overarching lesson since the beginning of this that you may have learned or realized? I, I think for me, it's the commonality of struggle. You know, I mean, I think everybody has this perception when we see an external image of celebrity, an external image of uh, a young adult, an external image of an actor, an external image of an athlete, that, you know, that they have this rosy life that just started with this incredible aptitude and this in- incredible attitude, and they used all of these great skills to create this incredible life. And what I found is um, that everybody that's gone through you know, the existence from birth to wherever they are have, has encountered some amount of struggle or challenge or obstacle in their life. Um, you know, we have had in the 27 episodes we've aired, we've had Super Bowl champion athletes. We've had elite mindfulness trainers like George Mumford, who's worked with Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. We've had rock stars like Wes Gear. We've had Hollywood personalities like Mike Diamond. We've had medical professionals like Dr. Rob Kelly. We've had young adults like Samantha Parker, you know, who was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at the age of 15. You see this cross-section, young, old, black, white, male, female, gay, straight, you know, Joel Rolampagos, the executive producer of Biggest Loser, you know, uh, all of the trappings of, of success, you know, came out on MTV when he was young, you know, came on and recorded his 500th day of sobriety actually in studio with us during covid on overcome out loud so i think the the overriding uh impact for me has just been the commonality of struggle and that and that struggle is not lost on any fashion of of our society very true also i would say that when from the outside looking at a lot of these people you would assume that if maybe if you're going through something they wouldn't understand they wouldn't have gone through anything similar. And then what seemingly comes out after, you know, the episodes we have under our belt is the amount of things they've had to go through, the the amount of obstacles, the amount of trauma. It's surprisingly more so on average than I would have expected. 
Yeah, it, it's, it's actually very well said. And I think one of the things that's been great is as, you know, as an ambassador of Wonderseed Foundation, which is committed to social emotional learning and teaching emotional intelligence to at-risk kids, we get into this concept of trauma. You know, and a lot of people think, you know, I think maybe uh, in the episode with Joel Rolampagos and with Wes Gear, both of those episodes come to mind as, you know, guests who talked about uh, a true definition of trauma and that it isn't, doesn't have to be this massive, you know, experience. It doesn't have to be this violent episode. It doesn't have to be these dramatic events that we think of as trauma. You know, although, you know, I faced 15 years of violent child abuse growing up, uh, I often say you don't have to have gone through what I've gone through to experience trauma. Trauma is, you know, a subtle disassociation with an event. It's the interpretation of event as being something that threatened you, threatened your ability to face or experience unconditional love. It threatened your ability to feel safe and secure. Um, and, and those are all perceptions, you know, although, although for me it was violence, you know, for Joel, it was just a, a mother who has experienced postpartum depression, who couldn't unconditionally love him when he was young. You know, that was his, that was his trauma that he experienced that made him feel unlovable. And, and the interpretation of that led him to need to, to numb that. And, and I'm, you know, uh, amazed at how many people have experienced trauma, um, in some form that have sought you know, and that's really where I think a lot of the struggles came from. They sought to cover that kind of feeling of low self-worth, low self-esteem, of not feeling good enough. You know, they started to cover that up with, with things that they that were external to them to make them feel better. And, and we saw that with, you know, a number of our substance abuse, uh, the guests that we've had that have overcome substance abuse, like Tony Mandarich, mm. um, like Joe Rolampagos, um, uh, like myself, um, like Dr. Rob Kelly, um, you know, like Mike Diamond, you know, these are, you know, kind of our, our substance abuse episodes, if you will. And, and, and we'll kind of, I think as we move forward here, you will, we'll, we'll do a, a service to some of our listeners and some of our followers to give you some indexing of, of some of the things that we've had, but, you know, we've, we've had those people that have overcome those things that use substances to numb that, that pain. And then Chaz, the other amazing collection are these, um, seemingly successful, popular, exceptional people who didn't have substance abuse issues but faced their own obstacles. The episode that comes to mind is is Samantha Parker. You know, Samantha was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and I think for yeah. anybody who's faced anything in their lives that they wish they didn't have to go through, you know, that feels the victim of something that has occurred to them, Samantha demonstrated such resilience at such a young age, and, and not only was she diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, but we learned about the hormonal effect that young women face when dealing with insulin resistance. We learned about, you know, what seems like, oh, she just has diabetes, she'll be fine. It was like this whole story of all of these consequences she faced. And then she talked about gratitude. She talked about, you know, being grateful for her family, being grateful for the fact that there was things that she could do every day to treat that. And she, you know, as much as she often sometimes would have those thoughts, you know, that she was quick to reverse out of them, to overcome you know, that diagnosis to treat that diagnosis required a set of behaviors and for her to live happy and healthy, you know, she had to become disciplined in doing that. And so, you know, we've had this great cross section of, of obstacles. And I think that's one of the things that our listeners, or at least that I've gotten out of, you know, the series of listening to these amazing, vulnerable, courageous people is, um, you know, the things that they've done. So on that note, let's talk about the overarching 
<clears throat> purpose why we started this, which was, I think things are getting better, but there's a there's a stigma around mental illness, mental illness due to trauma, and any sort of substance abuse or addiction issues. Um, I would say even within the last five years, it's gotten slightly better. But at one point in time, you know, those, those patterns of lying, things like that come up because, you know, when you have an off day, let's say it's, you're, you're having a, a day where you're dealing with something, um, interpersonal and, and let's say you call into work and you, and, and what do you tell your boss? Right. I mean, a couple of years ago, I would have said I had the flu. You need, you need some sort of excuse. It's something that you couldn't just say and have someone go, Oh, it's no problem. We, I get it. Um, and so how do you look at the, uh, at the effect of this show and, and the purpose of, of the show and dealing with the, the stigmas around those two things primarily? Uh, I think it's been amazing. I think it's been incredibly impactful. Um, I feel that we all have a responsibility to do our part. You know, I think we, we think oftentimes that, you know, if I can't clear the whole issue, then why, why even bother? There's a story of a guy who was, you know, facing this beach of all these starfish that had washed up on shore and, you know, washed up on shore, starfish left without, you know, the salt water and the, and the plankton in the ocean are left to die. And there were thousands of them. And he was just walking down the beach throwing, you know, a starfish one at a time back into the ocean. This lady said, what are you doing? You know, you're never going to save them all. He goes, I don't need to save them all. You know, I just need to save the ones I can. And that's really, I think, when you see the documentary that Oprah produced with, uh, with Prince Harry and, you know, all DeMar people like DeMar DeRozan or Kevin Love um, or Hayden Hurst for the Atlanta Falcons, you know, people that are using their um, platform, you know, in, in a way that is meant to draw awareness. And so, you know, I continue to feel like it's my responsibility to just do my part. And I think for the number of people that we've touched, for the number of people that have called, for the messages that we've got. Um, we're doing as much as we possibly can. You always hope you can do more, but I think the more we continue, stay consistent, and, and keep producing content related to the the issue, that we're gonna continue to help people and we'll continue to reduce the stigma one starfish, one starfish at a time, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say that you do a very good job at it because um, people really open up on the show. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the most remarkable things that, you know, and I'll speak to just the opportunity to have conversation with people. I mean, you know, we've had, you know, international influencers, business coaches like Dave Meltzer on who, who's welled up, up in tears talking about, you know, his overcome story and the vulnerability and, and the courage is in that moment for everybody. It's in that moment for me. It's what really reduces the power of this comparison of, you know, my life somehow isn't great because everyone else's life is better. And we've got so many amazing people, right. you know, uh, Dave Meltzer was a great example of that. You know, how about Chris Thomas? You know, another, you know, Super Bowl champion athlete who we think has, you know, the, the, the typical athlete story. And he talks about being cut. He talks about, you know, not getting the reps that he thought he should get. He talks Hitting about wall after wall, wall after wall, yeah. uh, you know, of, of dropping passes, of, of, of having, you know, been demoted or not having the position that he, that he, you know, felt that he had earned and, and setback after setback. You know, but he persevered. He asked for help. He had these incredible conversations. 
Um, you know, I think with with guys like Daryl Green, who who mentored him through you know a tough time, you know, and then found his own internal resilience, you know, to be able to overcome that uh, until he ultimately had an incredible run with with uh, with Coach Dick, Dick Vermeil when Dick Vermeil ran the uh, the Rams and 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 Chris, you know, ended up being on a Super Bowl championship team, and now Chris is using all of those experiences to help young athletes, you know, change the way they play the game and. That's the power of Overcome Out Loud. You know, we get to hear from all of these amazing people that have been vulnerable and, and opened up about the pain, but also about the progress and about, um, you know, the other side. You know, there's a bright light to, to each and every one of these stories. And I think that's one of the things, you know, in the new um, training program I launched called uh, the ABCs of Resilience. You know, I introduce people to the most resilient person they'll ever need to know. You know, and it's them, you know, and we all have a bit of resilience in us. And and I think all of our guests have shown, you know, some of the attributes that that they've relied on to be resilient. And, you know, I think it's we're going to build that resilient muscle for people. You know, that's what I feel like we're going to do. Yeah. And with that being said, there's we've had some amazing specialists on too, like like Dr. Paul Hirsch and, and Ryan Hogan. Um, I think that's it's I like the the you know, the breadth of of guests that we've had you can get a lot out of out of the specialists but as you know also some of them sharing a little bit of their personal story as well yeah it's 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 so interesting you know obviously dr paul hirsch is is you know i credit him with giving him you know giving me the pen to the story of my life back me too and and, and you as well and you know to hear i mean his his episode you know wildly watched and and i think you know it's a it's a you know, I don't know. It's like a ten thousand dollar therapy session for anybody it who is. wants to it listen. Really it really is, it's yeah. Like, you know, if you haven't checked that out yet, if you want to get a deal. Um, but man, it's. But he's got. You know, look. I think all of us have learned that so much of what we share has been said before. But sometimes it's the way people say it. You know, the relatability, the authenticity, or just where people are at in their lives to hear the message. And so, you know, he's got a. Uni- I think Paul's got a very unique and authentic way of delivering absolutely you know uh, the solution and and so for that yeah and ryan hogan the same i mean here we have you know a local uh fitness and wellness expert you know who really got into some of the things that he's done to to overcome obstacles in the midst of himself having to close his business in the midst of him having to pivot and deal with you know the effects of 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 covid19 on his business he was able to come here and share the, what he's done you know what he's done not just from a fitness but from a from a well-being standpoint and a business standpoint. And I think, you know, I think as we, as we talk about uh, the fact that we did launch the podcast during COVID and, and now we're going to really get into, you know, our stride, because look, you know, there's between 1967 and the year 2000, there was almost 98,000 psychological abstracts on depression, anger, and anxiety. Explain that. So psychological, psychological abstracts, people that had studied, focused on, and tried to understand depression, anxiety, and anger. There were 98,000 of those psychological abstracts, meaning psychologists that had done studies to write abstracts to help us understand the effects of those things. During that same period, 1967 to the year 2000, the number of psychological abstracts written on health, happiness, and joy, less than 5,000. Huh. Right, So, so 
we've got this overarching narrative around the problem. It's like if you were to look at a scale from minus five to zero is getting people out of depression, anxiety, and worry. Not but really, the... zero to plus five is where is where this podcast and where I'm committed to is that you know it's not just to overcome these things. It's to overcome and thrive. It's to, to use the skills and the lessons that we've learned to achieve something better for ourselves and to you know, I guess in the context of a sailboat analogy, it's like, you know, it's one thing to get the boat out on the water and to get the sails up again, but you know, I want the wind in your sails. You know, I want you, I want you enjoying this life. You know, we've got a little happiness formula that we, that we keep here. Um, you know, that I, that I was going over the other day about the eight, the eight stages of creating happiness. And it's just like any other, um, exercise you know you you have to work out your mind just like you do your body in order to achieve the things that you want to achieve in in your mind and happiness is a mindset and so you know i'm committed to that part of it i'm really committed to the to the um the hopeful and optimistic side of this equation which isn't just you know the identification is that we all struggle and there's lots of people that have struggled and then the second part of this is as you said with our subject matter experts and all of the stories that we've told are all related to again overcoming so it's it's not just the idea of these people had struggles they everybody on this show has overcome those struggles uh, and has found purpose and meaning you know, in their mess, you know, uh, they've, they've made part of their mess is now their mission. You know, Wes Greer, great example, right? Incredible rock star. He's the, the lead guitarist for the band Korn and, and, and a few others in his new band. And now he started Rock to Recovery where he's actually taking his gift, his passion, his skill, his love of music and moving that into a space of helping people recover from substance abuse. I mean, you know, we all have that ability. You know, we all, you know, it's like, it's like we want to say you'll be special when you when you reach and achieve something and it's like you're special right now you know if you could just cultivate and nurture you know that goodness in you um and see where it goes i think this this podcast has been a great example of that 